Today, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When the days for his being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there. But they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. The Gospel of the Lord. The rich man in Sunday's parable realized how he'd been in life, what he'd done, and how he'd run out of time when he saw his life on earth had come to an end. When it's our turn to leave, there'll be no time for regrets and requests for help. Harsh as it sounds, it's what Jesus' teaching wants to help us reflect on. The time to open our hearts to those in need, to those who have been hit hard in life, to those who are discarded by this consumerist society, is now. It's not tomorrow. The time to help those who are going through a hard time, the Lazarus you're going to come across on your way, is now, today. It's not tomorrow. Today, let's try to be more responsive to the pain and suffering we're faced with. Let's not miss out on the possibility to help. In Jesus' words, we'll be making friends for ourselves with dishonest wealth. Yesterday, we said that throughout the week, will contemplate a Jesus who has misunderstood and rejected, both by his own people and by others. Generally, this is an aspect of the Gospels that we, even priests, often overlooked, or don't analyze much. It's nicer to talk about the beautiful things in the life of Jesus. It's easier and also more attractive. But what about the rest? Why did the writers of the Gospels not hide that Jesus was grossly misinterpreted and misunderstood? both by his disciples and by strangers. We should seriously ask ourselves this question. Do we really know the Jesus of the Gospels or just the Jesus that we are told about in catechism classes as children? Do we know the real Jesus as described in the four Gospels and in the whole New Testament? Or do we know the Jesus who was put together to convince us that everything was beautiful? Do we make up a Jesus for ourselves according to our own criteria and preferences, to be more comfortable with our faith? I see no wrong in asking ourselves these questions seriously. It never hurts to ask. St. Paul said, For Jews demand signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, Jews and Greeks alike, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Today, we could say those very same words. On the one hand, some Christians or believers seek and preach about a sweetened Jesus, a problem solver, a Jesus who magically relieves suffering, a Jesus made to our own measure, a pocket-sized Jesus, a Jesus without contradictions and even without a cross. On the other hand, Those who don't believe or who believe in strange things demand that we present them with a Jesus or a God that gives answers to all the mysteries of life 
a God who represents an idea, a God who clears up the mysteries and fights the evil of this world. And, as apparently nobody comes up with the answers, these people end up concluding that God doesn't even exist. Following this line of reasoning, there's no need for God if we have the wisdom of the world, which seems to solve everything. It's neither one extreme nor the other. We preach a living Jesus, one who is alive, increasingly alive, yet a Jesus who, with his life, taught us how to live. Jesus' life was full of contradiction and incomprehension. However, he shed light on how to live and showed us the way. We can't simply take for granted that Jesus is alive and risen today. It isn't enough. We must know how he lived and what he did. If it were enough for us to know that Jesus is alive and risen, it wouldn't have been necessary to write the Gospels in so much detail. Today, Jesus is rejected by the Samaritans and misunderstood by John and James, his own friends, to such an extent that he himself had to tell them off. He had to rebuke them because they didn't understand anything. Jesus turned and rebuked them. He was determined to go to Jerusalem to lay down his life while his disciples spoke to him about calling down fire from heaven to consume those Samaritans. He was being rejected by many, and he responded with love. But his friends wanted war, they wanted death. We can be so blind in life, how incoherent we Christians sometimes are. It'd be wonderful if Jesus looked at us and rebuked us. It would do us so much good. Those of us who follow Jesus must do nothing but seek peace. We must never resort to violence, not even to defend Jesus. He never wanted that, nor does he want it today. Remember, when Peter cut off the guard's ear in defense of his friend, Jesus asked him to put away his sword. He's so good that not even his disciples understood him. He is too good, we sometimes say of people, as if we meant he's kind of foolish. It seems it isn't convenient to be so good in this world. If you're good, they don't understand you. They even make fun of you. But what do you prefer? To appear to be fools and to be good? Or to be fools and not be good? Jesus is good, but he rebukes his disciples so that they can understand that violence is never the answer. It just can't be the answer. If we want to be like Jesus, we must walk the path he walked knowing that not everyone will understand us when we wish for peace rather than violence. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain forever.